Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers about the movie in this episode. If you haven't seen the movie yet, then you're in the right place. Neither have we. We strongly advise you to watch it along with us and join in the discussion afterwards. Or not. We're not your daddy. Actually, yeah, we are. Salutations, good people. Welcome to Who Hasn't Seen That? We Haven't Seen That, a podcast where we watch all of those movies that we should have seen by now. When was the last time you were talking to a friend and they said, hey, remember that part in The Shining where Jack Nicholson goes crazy? And you're like, well, actually, I've never seen The Shining. What? What? You haven't seen The Shining? And then it's a whole thing and they talk to you about how much better they are than you and... They go on to say, let me guess, you haven't seen this movie either. And of course you haven't, because you're you. But we're here to help you. Yep, and they always follow up with, who hasn't seen that? Because, really, who hasn't? Who hasn't? us and the other 5% that haven't. Right. But that's what we're here to do today. Um, Josh and I, I guess we, we started this podcast because when you moved in, uh, we started talking about, hey, I've never seen The Shining. You're like, I haven't seen The Shining either. So... We said we were going to sit down to watch it, and a year later, here we are. <laughs> we're finally getting around to it. Um, and what a better excuse than to do this podcast, sit down and have a discussion, not only with ourselves, but with you guys. Um, those that, I mean, even if you have seen The Shining, maybe it's your favorite movie, watch it along with us anyways, and just, I don't know, enjoy yourself. And check out our review here in just a few minutes. Yeah. So, Josh, the movie that we're talking about today is... The Shining. Ooh. So, spoiler alert, there are going to be spoilers in this episode about The Shining. We're not going to hold back. And unfortunately, it's one of those movies, it came out uh, May 23rd, 1980, so it's been around a little while. We've all seen the meme of Jack Nicholson frozen like a popsicle. So, it's kind of unavoidable at this point. Um, So, going into this, we do kind of have a loose idea of what the movie is about. Uh, But we've never really seen it, and we don't know how or why Jack goes crazy. I just know that Jack is a writer of some sort. Yeah. And they're, I believe he's at this remote location. Yeah, they're to, at a hotel. They're at a hotel. Yeah, that um, much I do know. And and we all know Red Rum. Yeah. Like. Right. It, but I, I've never like sat down and read yeah. the plot or. I haven't either. I, I don't know how I've went 32 years <laughs> and have not uh, watched or really understood fully what The Shining is is truly about. Well, we're about to change that here in just a couple of minutes. Right, I'm a little, excited. little backstory about The Shining. Uh, so, it is. it stars Jack Nicholas as Jack Torrance. Nicholas? Shelley, did I say? Jack so, Nicholson. I wrote down Jack Nicholas for some reason. Saint Nicholas. Know. Saint Nicholas. Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance. Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance. And Danny Lloyd as their son, Danny Torrance. And it is based off the novel by Stephen King. Loosely based, I should say. Uh, apparently, I was doing a little bit of research on this, and Stanley Kubrick... Uh, King don't like Kubrick. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> um, so, screenplay by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson, and it was directed by Stanley Kubrick, and it is rated R. Um, yeah, you want to... I, I think we went over a little bit of trivia earlier today. I know... Did you write some down? I have some written down here. 
Um, I just have my one. Cool. So I'll, I'll throw out a couple. Uh, speaking of King and Kubrick, um, King was very disappointed with this film, describing it as a fancy car with no engine because it was a lot of surface level, like fancy imagery and uh, things like that, but really no substance to it because he did he, he made a couple of his own changes. And Kubrick is noted as not being a huge fan of King's writing. Mm. Um and it is also among the early half dozen films to use the newly developed Steadicam, most notice, uh, most notably the uh, the tricycle shot mm. with little Danny yes. going through the hallway, run it through a steady or ran it on a Steadicam. So that's that is exciting. fascinating. Yeah, that it started. It was one of the one of pioneers. the pioneers. Yeah, that's insane. So my one and only fact, and it's not even a complete fact. So I'll give you guys some homework to do and find it out for yourself and drop it. In the comments, yeah. whenever you get this uh, this answer um, th- to the question that I'm about to pose, so in oh, yeah. with The Shining, there was a lot of aerial footage taken. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say it's something crazy, like days worth of aerial footage. Yeah. And Kubrick had this, and he clearly didn't use it all because, mm-hmm. I mean, movies two hours long. He, what yeah, does he need, need days d- worth? Yeah. Days worth of aerial footage. <laughs> Uh, so I was watching a roundtable discussion with directors of, of really famous and some old directors, and I can't remember which director it was and which movie it was, but they needed aerial footage for that same hotel or that same land yeah. or, or something same that area maybe. he knew Kubrick would have had. He called up Kubrick and said, uh, hey, Stansley, um, do you by chance have some aerial footage? And he goes, yeah, I got like about a week's worth. Yeah. So he sent it to him and that footage was used in said popular movie. Um, the popular movie escapes me and the director escapes me. That's a good fact. So if you want to do some homework and find out a little fun fact for yourself, uh, or find out or complete that fun fact, be my guest. Let us know in the comments. Any predictions before we let the listeners loose and let them go watch The Shining for themselves? Uh, you know, I would say, like, so my, my biggest question yeah. is how does Jack end up as a popsicle yeah. outside? And I don't have a really good prediction for that, but I'm going to yeah. throw one out there. Okay, I would say... Shelley Duvall traps him somehow okay. outside. I, I don't know how or in what way. That seems to be the most, like, logically speaking, that seems, that's how I would say it, too. Yeah. Like, like Shelley has to trap him outside, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't see in any scenario that he would just go stand in the snow. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it depends May, on what well, goes wrong It with seems him. like he's going mad yeah. throughout the film. So, in another full disclosure is that you and I have both seen tons of clips like yeah. I think most people have. If you're yeah, older I mean, it's, than, it's hard to miss them. You know, if you're older than the age of 23, you've probably seen yeah. so many clips. Um, but yeah, you, you see a development of him going absolutely mad. Yeah. So perhaps he gets, I don't know, stuck mentally, or Shelley yeah. traps him, or uh, something. And yeah. it looks like he dies a madman. Yeah. Because of the look on his face mm-hmm. from the meme. And then my prediction, I'm thinking, because I want to know how he goes mad. Like, what is it? And and I, I have Maybe two, it's his writing. Maybe it's his books. That's what I'm... So part of me is thinking maybe it's something to do with the typewriter. 
Because he's always, mm. I think he does, I don't know. I feel like every scene I see, he's like on a typewriter. Yeah. Like maybe it's something with the typewriter. Yeah. Either that or it's like cabin fever. Like he's just mm. like, I don't know. There's a lot of snow, so maybe they're snowed in. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I've seen and scenes. And he just goes stir crazy? Like. Yeah, I've seen scenes where he's at uh, the hotel bar. Yeah. And he's by himself, so he's drinking. And I, yeah. I wonder how much of a theme his drinking will mm. play into this. That's a good point, too. All right, well, those are some pretty good predictions, I think. We'll find out whether we were right, wrong, or how close we were. And uh, as for you guys, um, go ahead and pause this podcast, pop in The Shining on VHS or find it on a streaming service or something, and just watch along with us, and then come back for our review. Uh, and, yeah, join in on the discussion either on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter. Right now, I, eh, at Official CS Pod, we don't really, we're not really doing a whole... I don't know what we're doing this right now. I might cut this part out. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, some kind of discussion with us. Yeah, hit us up. All right. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then come back for the wrap-up and the predict- or the review. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Since the dawn of time, the human race has been deprived of originality, quality entertainment, and astute fart jokes. But no longer shall we must endure such a painstaking and laborious experience. From highlighting colossal creators, stitching together scrumptious skits, and pouring their hearts out into a five-time Emmy Award-winning... Your mom's a five-time Emmy Award-winning... Globally slash internationally recognized podcast. Subaricular superstars Josh and Trey of the CS. Wait a minute. What do you guys actually do? What even are you? Yes. We're the CS Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Trey. Watch and listen to us on YouTube. Or just listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as soon as you pick that platform... Come hang right now. We'll be your daddy. Hey, can I go pee now? Welcome back. So, uh, looks like we've got a little bit of a change of clothes. This is actually a couple of days after we watched The Shining. Kind of let everything marinate, let us really think on it, um, kind of gather our thoughts, uh, because we did have a little bit of an in-depth discussion there, the, I guess, like two hours, you know. Two and 20... It was a while. 217, 222, something like that? What? Oh, you're talking about the length of... I just meant like the two hours after the... Like, we sat there forever... Well, like, <laughs> we paused maybe twice yeah. at the movie to go like go pee or get yeah. something to eat or whatever. Or I did both of those things. Yeah, you had to stop because of me. <laughs> if we're being honest, it's okay. Um, yeah, during those times, we I think we spent like a good half hour in the middle of the movie discussing Disgusting. it thus far. Yeah, and then after we stayed up till way later than you and I normally oh, do. God, we finished at midnight and probably went to bed at like two thirty. It probably. Yeah. Oh, it was bad <laughs> discussing the whole thing. So. Got a little tuned up on it. I was going to say, slightly <laughs> raging a little bit. 
um, uh, may not be what you guys were expecting this review to be. Maybe it, maybe it's exactly what you thought this re- review was going to be. Yeah. Um, so do you want to jump in and give like our thoughts on the movie itself as far as like, I've got like acting and shots and stuff like that written down, uh-huh. or do you want to go into like some of our, some of our, uh, rage points? <laughs> um, I, let's, Let's give it its due first. Okay. And then let's shoot it in its kneecap. So for me, the acting was great. Um, I really enjoyed Jack Nicholson's performance. Just, yeah, I almost you got I, Nicholson. I to think about it. Um, the whole movie, he's calling the man Jack, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas. Nick, Nicholas. Could, Jack Nicholas and Jack Townsend. I kept saying Townsend instead of Torrance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh,. So Jack Nicholas and uh, Shelley Duvall. Nicholson. Did I cut? It? I did it. I was trying to make sure I didn't do it. Oh, that's God. so good. So Jack and Shelley were great. They really were. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed just his madness. Like he's such a great crazy person. He really is. Um, and Danny was good too. To be what eight, seven? No, he was seven. Mm incredible Mrs. Torrance like yeah oh, so that good. voice was perfect the shots I found myself just just looking at it and going man that's a great shot and Stanley Kubrick what are you gonna what are you gonna do you know mm. but just the overall composition I loved um, let's see the suspense and the like the overall feeling of the movie really put me like I think from almost just about start to finish, I was on edge, and we'll touch on that in a minute. Well, clearly but, the score, the the music, oh, it just out of the right out of the gate. Not it even does just it to the you. music, but the the sound as well. Like when he's driving his tricycle from the carpet to the hardwood, to the carpet oh, to the hardwood. Right. So good. It, there's a swelling. Yes. Now the story. The story is where it kind of falls apart for me, um, and I'll let you have your two cents on this in a minute. But it was like. It was pretty good. I found a couple of points watching it going, what does this have to do with the overall story? And we had this conversation at one of our pause points, and you were like, well, you know, we're only about halfway through, maybe maybe a little less than halfway. Like, maybe we'll maybe we'll circle back to it, and it'll actually feel like it fit in the movie and had a purpose. Right. Um, and I'm talking about the lady, like the whole bathtub scene just felt so just... Like if you, I feel like you could cut that from the movie, and it really wouldn't change anything. Right. Um. My opinion. So the story, like I was, I was pretty good with it, and I was enjoying it, and I was engrossed, and then that ending. <laughs> it was the ending that the ending to end all endings. endings. Like it was just, I, I, it happened, and I, I just, I was just like, wait, that that okay, like, okay. And then we looked it up to figure out like what is this what is the what does the photograph mean? Jack being in this photograph. Right. And according to Kubrick, and you can have your own theories on this, it doesn't matter because Kubrick said that Jack Torrance is a reincarnation of the previous caretaker that came through and murdered his own family way back when in the nineteen twenties. Right. And that didn't really sit well with me. Just with the overall, it just felt like it was an odd, I don't know, it was just very, an odd choice. And especially comparing it to the source material, which is its own thing anyways, getting into Kubrick and, you know, Stephen King. I would have much rather gone with the source material, him absorbed by the hotel or or something, the the evilness of the hotel. Right, right. This whole reincarnation thing, one, just didn't really feel like it made sense. 
to me. It just it just seems so out of place. And I think it kind of killed the story a little bit. I think I think there could have been a better way to handle it. Right. He didn't have to go with the whole absorbed or whatever. Yeah. He could have gone any any route, but just I don't know. That one, that one was super questionable. Yeah. So the like you said, so our reviews are going to be extremely similar, which we know this. Yeah. Well, and we're also just spoiler alert. We're not critics. We're just two guys watching this movie, going, "Hey, yeah, do you like it or not?" Right, and we create, and we have opinions, and yeah. my involvement in pro wrestling when it comes to uh, telling a story, and yeah. all of that, I just, I come from a, a little mix of backgrounds, yeah. but the acting carried the movie, clearly. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson's performance, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if he wasn't already on the map, clearly it, it, it yeah. put him there. Yeah. Um. Shelly Duvall, you know. She put me on edge watching it. <laughs> like, right. That energy really carried through. It her, was, man, her it was nervousness, anxiety, kind of timid. Yeah. I think just timid yeah. overall was really good. Um, but so the acting carried it for me. I, I, I enjoyed the shots too. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a theme, I feel like, with movies during that era to have such a long, continuous shot. Yeah. And you've got the camera following your group, and I compared it to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, you did. Where you've got Dr. Loomis walking down the sidewalk with, I believe it was the sheriff, Mm -hmm. and he tells him the story of Michael, and it's just, it's flawless for, I mean, I don't know, a couple minutes at least, a few minutes. That's when acting was like... You had to be on it, you know. Yeah, there yeah. were there weren't so many cuts, but so that to me was really cool. That yeah. the shots. Um, I believe the movie should have been called the Overlook Hotel, like we talked about. Oh my about, god, yes! Because we figured out that I'm going to touch on a sore spot oh, for I, you. Yeah. Well, both of us. Yeah, oh, I've gotten it written down. Trust, trust me, we're, okay. we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll save it, but uh, it has to do with how little The Shining had to do with The Shining. The Shining. Um, if you haven't seen it yet and you haven't watched it, go watch it and let us know what you think. I, I right. know there's some spoilers here, but if you've seen it, it's, come on, you've got to... It's literally just to help the audience. Yeah. And and maybe that's what it was for. Maybe that was the only tool that it was for. Yeah. But from a storytelling standpoint... It was utterly useless. It was pretty useless. The only thing that it did was signal uh, Dick yeah. to... It did signal Dick. It was fucking useless. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> Yes. The other night's coming back to me all over again. Um, it did get him to the mountain, and it did him, get him to bring the snowcat, which they escaped on. So I would have much preferred it if they if they just cut out The Shining altogether mm-hmm. and just made Dick just this really helpful guy. He just maybe he really clicks with Danny. Maybe he somehow sees how abusive Jack is. He picks up on that. And so he just wants to check in on the family. And so he checks in periodically. He has yeah. no connection to him psychic like psychically. Uh, just he checks in on him, calls and checks maybe sure. every couple of days. And finally one day he calls in and the lines are down and he can't get to him. And he's really worried because he knows he's like, Man, I just don't want Jack to hurt those hurt that kid or hurt that lady. Yeah. And so he can't get a hold of him. And then the park ranger can't get a hold of him. And so that's why he goes. That would have been so much better to me than this bullshit shining. Yeah. Like, probably done better in the book, I'm sure, since it's named, it's called The Shining. I mean, when you think about it from that perspective, it's, 
if you had a hunch, just yeah. a hunch, would you have went to all the measures that he did? I mean, he got on a plane. Yeah. He called his buddy. He drove a snowcat up a snowy yeah. mountain. Yeah. Like, if he would have just gotten a hunch from Jack, I don't know. that probably wouldn't have been enough. Depends on how helpful Dick is. I mean, you can, you can play it up that way in the story. Maybe he catches Jack grab... Danny the wrong way or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like t- overly aggressive or something. Maybe if he was, you closer. could make it work. It just it would have it would have worked better work. than the Shining did, than the whole Shining subplot. Right. I think. I guess it wouldn't have been. I can imagine viewers saying, "Well, it wouldn't have made it more as interesting." Yeah. But but still, you could have made the Shining yeah. more useful. More useful. Yeah. The Shining could have done a lot more than it did, but. So how does it, then leading into that, how does that make you feel about the story? <laughs> the story, you know, when it comes to Jack having a, having a past, yeah, in in alcohol and all that, yeah, that helps tie in to everything, yeah, uh, nicely. But at the same time, it, like you said, the whole reincarnation, yeah, crap, and it I'll, doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me when it yeah. comes to. Yes, him being absorbed, that would have made so much sense. Yeah. Which I assumed was, was what was happening. Yeah, yeah. It's and then the they exact re- same face. Like, and then they... Re- yes, that's the problem. Yeah. It's the exact same face. So so the the Indian burial ground spooky juice yeah. cre- recreated this man who looks identical to this yeah, man yeah. from 1921, well, 60 years is, later. Is what would have happened if the Overlook Hotel burned down in between then, between 1920 and when this took place? Right. Well, he never would have gone back. I mean, the Indian burial ground affecting the spirits above yeah, yeah. the ground and then it affecting Jack or all the caretakers. And, and let's not even get into the fact that, like, so Danny, we, you t- you brought this up. Danny could see the ghost. Why? Because he had the shining. Yep. Jack could see the ghost. Why? Because he he's apparently a reincarnation. He was tied into the hotel. Wendy could see the ghost because why the fuck not? Right. <laughs> why? What? I feel like it's this old filmmaking just... Hey, it happens, it happens, it happens, it happens. Yeah. Now, it's not trying to hide. Yeah. It just shows itself. Yeah. Well, and I know Dick does say at some point, he's like, everybody's got a little bit of the shining in them. It just depends on how shiny they are. He says that at some point. Does he I, really? Yeah, I, I read I forgot it. about that. I read it somewhere in like a quote or something, and I was like, oh, okay. That, but even still, yeah. the, the shining never really... So I wrote down, I was like, it shows us the future. Yeah. Which is absolutely useless. It gives us nothing. It it doesn't it doesn't help any of the plot because he Danny writes red rum on the door. Well, Jack's already tried to kill her once, so she knows she's she's being murdered. And then it just so happens he, he Jack slams on the door again right there. I guess he's trying to warn her. Hey, Jack's loose. She'd have found out anyways when he started banging on the door and swinging a, swinging an axe at it. Yeah, it shows the past, which is useless because we get all the past information. Everything that it shows us in the movie is what the hotel owner has already told us. Well, the future is useless because Danny never acts on anything. Oh, yeah, he never does anything. He, he yeah. never tells his mom anything about it. And the only thing that helped, the only thing that was even close was trying to warn Dick that That's Jack was, was going to kill him. I was going to say, reading minds and telepathy, useless. Right. The yeah. one time it almost came in clutch, it was too late. And it, it, so apparently he was, Danny was actively trying to reach out to Dick in that moment. Right. To me, everything that we've seen of the whole movie is he loses control and has, has no control over it. Mm-hmm. I just assumed he was having to witness this in terror. I didn't realize he was trying to reach out to Dick. You know, that's what I assumed too. Yeah. Until, I thought he was just like having to watch it until we, we un- read somewhere. Yeah. Right. We had, we had to do a whole lot of homework Which, on this. If somebody goes, 
Well, no, that was that was the truth. Okay, even or, or that was the situation. What did it do? Danny could only watch it uh, unwillingly. Yeah. All right. Even more useless. Yeah. It just terrorizes um, poor Danny. Yeah. So I do want to. I do want to at least circle back and say I did enjoy the movie for what it was. Like I enjoyed watching it. It was a. It was I, a hell of a ride. I enjoyed the ride. Yeah. I did. Yes. Now. We get into our, so we've got Curtis here, our little gumball machine. For those of you that are listening, for you watching, you get to see this. So I'm going to go ahead and throw in my two cents as to what I rate the movie. So this is going to be out of a five. So I've got five gumballs here, five blue balls for me, uh, so that we can really keep track of who rated what. I'm going to give it four. One, two, three, four gumballs out of five. I mean, I really, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it enough that I don't, I don't feel dissatisfied from having seen it. Like it, it's right. nothing, it's not one of those where I'm like, God, I just, that was a waste of two hours. No, that was a hell of a two hours. Yeah. I didn't like the way it ended and it kind of soured a little bit of the story for me, but I enjoyed the movie. Right. Um, same on my end. Um, yeah, the ending, it, it's so funny because yeah. remember you and I looked back yeah. and, and well, you're watching we, this now yeah, for the first did, time. Yeah. Looked back and I said, surely he doesn't just, what, what did I, how did I put it? He just stops in the snow and, and freezes to death or he just, um, I think I was I was like I don't see in any particular I was like I don't see in any scenario where he just dies. Yeah, like he de- like I was like he has to be trapped. Yeah, like, that's, that's, like Shelley has to trap him. There's no right there, in no scenario does he just stand still and die. Right. No, he does. Well, he, no, he does. He doesn't. He gets tired and he falls down. Yeah. Now to that point bum leg he's got a woozy like he's had he's got a head wound he's been chasing danny around and at that point maybe he get now this is a point that i made talking about uh oh i didn't put you put your your rating in there okay so with even despite the ending yeah despite kubrick making a slight abomination of stephen king's original yeah uh writing it could have been so much better it's incredible that this movie is as highly uh, revered as it is. Well, I read apparently it wasn't very well received when it was released. Like the critics kind of shit on it. Oh, I could see yeah, it totally. Yeah. However, for a movie, not yeah. let's just say it was a standalone movie. The book did yeah. not exist. The journey for what it was during its time. Yeah, and the way it flowed, and as iconic as it is, I'm, I'm giving it a very, very reluctant four. Okay. I want my brain says three. Yeah. My heart says four. Yeah, too bad we can't do three and a half. Well, you could do three and a half. You could pop the bottom off and drop it in there. Just drop the red. Yeah, just drop the red. I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, how are we gonna do three and a half? Yeah. But yeah, just now, pop that bottom off. It's well, I'll get to the uh, when we get to the the yellow, yeah. I'll I'll talk about it. Uh oh. Poop. So uh briefly, um, Oh, God, what was I going to say? I've lost it. It's like I lost half of my wall. Yeah, well, it happens. Um, Now that you've given the three and a half stars, what I was going to say about Jack is, you know, there was a certain point, and especially this kind of drilled it home for me, is when he started chasing after Danny and his wife, when he left her in the bathroom... When he just walked away, he had pretty much broken through the door and then he just up and walked away. Mm -hmm. That's when it kind of realized to me that they were in no danger at all. Hmm. 
it, it like like he could have killed her and then went after Danny and he just decided to go after Danny, which is which was weird. Right. And then instead of actively like like really trying to chase Danny, like he just kind of lumbered behind him. Like granted he's got a bum leg, but the dude is what, 30? Yeah. I feel like he could outsmart an eight-year-old. All he's doing is following the footsteps. And like you said, if I'm trying to kill somebody, I'm not going to be shouting behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going, Daddy! Yeah. The whole time. And it started thinking, like, because the ghost looks at him and goes, he's getting ready to let him out of the storage room. And he goes, you know, we just, uh, we don't really think you have the, your heart's in it. I don't. We don't think your heart's in it. And I think they were right. And I think that was a little bit of foreshadowing. I don't think he was, I don't think his heart was in it. I don't think he was going to kill his wife and kid. Right. And I think that ties back into, because I read something about like, because it was, it was odd to me that what he's typing on the, on the typewriters, all play and, or all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy over and over and over. And it's just an odd, like they could have picked anything. He could have, he could have, like I said, he could have been typing Sally sells seashells down by the seashore. It doesn't matter. They picked that proverb or whatever for a reason. And that proverb's kind of about like, I guess growing up or something. I don't know, whatever so you, we read. You think it was just him pl- I quote, think he was playing, playing a game. Yeah. I think, I think in he his was. demented state. I genuinely, like, that's my theory on it. I, okay. I don't think they were in any danger at all. I think he just cracked and that was just him. I, I know that sounds weird. Yeah. But like, it just. Either that or, you know, it's trying to build suspense. But, I mean, he chased Danny around in that maze for 20 minutes. I th- 20 long minutes. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, That's what makes the ending so well, bad and for me. And then Danny, like, stops and then steps back into his footsteps and then sweeps off the path a little bit and dives in. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I feel like... I feel like he could have found... He could have looked for Danny a little harder right there at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I don't know. It just... I don't know. It's, that's my that's my stick and I'm going with it. He was playing. Yeah. It I all just, time ties into this kind of theme of like... I just wonder if it was not shot well enough to convey probably. that he actually was trying to hurt them. Yeah. Because it wasn't Jack. It was yeah, the evil... Yeah. It was the spirit that's that took right, him yeah. over. But... So well, that's the question too. Did the spirit take him over? Or was it all, always there? I mean, he he's he's shown clearly to be abusive towards Danny. What broke his arm or he, dislocated his shoulder or something? Yeah. Well, he did that without an evil spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm th- I'm wondering if if this being Jack yeah. Torrance, if it just picked him because he was the perfect combination of uh of of his like yeah. Okay, so the spirit latched on to. Uh, a few of the caretakers, or, or yeah, the, yeah. the evilness, latched onto a couple of the caretakers. Yeah, and they they ran away. Or well, I was gonna say none of this stuff apparently ever really happened. I feel like that would have come up. Like, hey, there's some weird, freaky shit in the hotel that happens over the winter. No, it's just somebody got killed here once. Yeah, and then it just so happens to to happen to Jack again. Right. Or Jack it happens again to Jack. Right. A second time. Okay. Yeah. Not well, again. Too well, young. not Grady. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the first name, but last name Grady. Grady. Yeah. So, and that's the problem with the reincarnation. It's the it's different name, but it's yeah. the same physical being. You would yeah, think reincarnation, it would be the opposite. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he. Yeah. It would be the same name, different person. Well, not necessarily. Or not necessarily the same. Yeah. Name. It's same spirit inside of it. It doesn't matter what the body looks like. Right. Is is the thing. So I noticed the theme, and the theme was. 
um, whatever Jack saw immediately. Yeah. I, I think, so your problem was with the, the woman in the bathtub. Yeah. So I don't, it doesn't get to me, it didn't get to me as bad as it did yeah. you. And one of the reasons was because it just, to me, it was a it was just there to display the evil that was 237. Yeah. And the other reason is that I think it was a demonstration of what Jack saw as Grady back then. Yeah. As a young woman. Yeah. And what they would look like maybe now. Like yeah. what the evil spirit is now. Yeah. Just like with all of the people yeah. in the ballroom, how they looked. And then when uh, Wendy yeah. happened upon them, now they're skeletons with cobwebs. Yeah. I just wonder when she, I guess she killed herself. There's no clarification there. She was just in the bathtub dead. Uh, right. And we would have to determine if she killed herself as an old woman or as a young woman. Because then you see, I'm assuming it's Grady, his brother? I don't... I don't... That... Yeah. I probably could have paid a little bit more attention there. I still didn't really That's a little fully understand f- that. I'm fuzzy on that, too. The butler... I, we see him again with his head split open when he talks to Wendy. Right. And what happened with him? Yeah, well, why didn't he age up, or he? Why wasn't he a, like? It, that's that's my question. If so, yeah, it, it would hold true if she killed herself as an old woman. But if she killed herself like young, or however she died in the bathtub, why do we think she killed herself? She was just in the bathtub, like yeah. I don't know. I I just assumed like to me for some reason it looked like she had burns or something. I thought she dropped a toaster in there. Like that was my first thought when I saw her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she's the woman haunting the bathtub. Right. She was either drowned in there by somebody. Yeah. Or somebody dropped the toaster on her. Like when she's an older, when she's an old woman, she's got like these weird just marks on her skin. Yeah. And it looks, I don't know, just, yeah, my first thought was, man, she electrocuted, got electrocuted. Yeah. But, uh. I didn't really think about, I wasn't, I didn't really, really get wrapped up in like maybe how they died, just yeah. that they were beans from before. Yeah. And now here they are now. Maybe no I matter too much into it. No matter what happened to them. Um, well, one thing we won't get into, and we'll let everybody do their own research if you really want to dive into this particular scene. Yeah. But the the dog, the dog, the dog in the furry, the, the, yeah, yeah, human dog suit. That was useless. That was such a pointless shot. Like, it was, I mean, it was disturbing. Don't get me wrong. If the meaning behind it that we found online was the intentions of Kubrick or whatever, uh, to get that across, then. There's next to no way for your average viewer to just, oh, no. just pick click. up on that, yeah. for it to just click. You'd have to analyze it a hundred times to even try to come up with something close. But look yeah. it up on your own, or don't. Save yourself. Um, I also put, like, and and I, I thought about this after the fact. Like, gave it a couple days and thought about this. But I was ready for, like, so... I was nervous. I was anxious. I was in suspense. And then around the hour and 40 mark, somewhere around the time that Wendy comes down the stairs with the baseball bat Mm -hmm. and finds Jack's writing, Mm -hmm. I was ready for this movie to be over. Mm. I was was sitting there and I was like, God, I wish he would just snap. I wish we could see the here's Johnny scene and figure out how he freezes to death and just be done. Yeah. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, maybe that was Kubrick's intention with Wendy and how on edge she is. I was like, I wonder if just that energy, I felt that the whole time. And at this point in the movie, when she goes down there, she is done. She's ready She's to leave. ready for it to be over. She's ready to get out, and so are we. It's It just, I started thinking about it, and I was like, it's just interesting that at the time that she was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I want this to be over. I also was 
I'm done. I'm ready for this to be over. I want out of here. I want out of this fucking hotel. Yeah. So that can kind of be like, hmm. that was a negative point for me, but now that I'm looking at it in that light, maybe maybe that wasn't his intention. Maybe I really just was tired of it. Yeah. But that's kind of a cool way to look at it. Like maybe maybe I followed that same energy and I was ready to escape as well. It really, with yeah. all these things being talked about, and there's so, with there being so much to analyze it, yeah. almost makes you want to go relive it <laughs> yeah. just to see how you feel again. Yeah, but I'm not. No. Yeah. I feel like that's another to our point is I feel like some of it could have just been cut. Oh, if they'd have trimmed it, some of the fat, like we could have, we could have cut down probably you and I both a good said, 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. You and I both agreed that 30 minutes of fluff could have been cut out. Yeah. I, mean, I think this, the maze scene could have been just as suspenseful at five minutes absolutely, instead of 20. Absolutely five minutes. And with Kubrick and how good of a director he is, he could have absolutely made that happen. Well, I, it I really makes me question... <laughs> things because he didn't i mean my goodness yeah but now here let's dive into this to one kind of final thought uh we both talked about jack and how from the get-go as soon as we see him in the car he is insane like you already after get the that interview inkling. yeah after, after the, the interview. interview like as soon as he gets in the car and he's with, talking with Danny. when he gets with his family yeah, yeah 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 so it's funny we say that because Stephen King felt the exact same way. So, uh, save for the sole commentary that he, King, was disappointed with Jack Nicholson's portrayal of Jack Torrance, as he thought he had been insane before his arrival at the Overlook Hotel. Jack was not. Jack is just a very simple, meager man that struggles with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And say, uh, okay, we were both disappointed in his character progression. Oh, there was none. There was no, like, we wanted this slow descent into madness, which, spoiler alert, is apparently how it happens in the book. There was none of that. I mean, from the get-go, Jack Nicholson... When you see him in the car with Danny and, yeah. and Wendy, he's got this look on his face. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. That's just maddening. Well, and it's so it's in such stark contrast to, well, yes, sir, I'll, I'll be here. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Well, if you're having a cup of coffee, then I'll have one with you. Yeah, which makes you believe and lends to the thought that he was putting on a show. That's mm-hmm. not Jack Torrance. Right. That was a front. That is not the real Jack Torrance. Right. Well, and then it's like, you go from that, a little bit happens. He's in the hotel, yeah. and the most uh, the most polite he is to Wendy, his wife. Yeah. The light of his life. Um, yeah, the he light was, of my life. He was in the... Now, that was honestly probably the coolest scene for oh, me. It, it, yeah. I, Wendy. I didn't know it was from the movie. So that was something we talked about. I've heard it in the set to stun song. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. Like, it's just such a cool moment in that song. And so to go, when he started and you're like, here it is. And I was like, here's what? And then I started hearing it and I was like, wait, light of my life. And I was like, oh, wait. Wait, I know this quote. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know it was from The Shining. That was a cool moment for me. That's cool. Um, but to see him go from him in the hotel yeah. with Wendy, he was. She goes, "Well, now that you're out here uh, in peace and quiet, you can you can turn that creative that yeah. creative side of your brain on." And he he's still even then. You were saying how he was nice to her, nice in his own Jack way. in his own Jack way. Yeah. He was still, yeah, Wendy, I can just turn it on. Yeah, like. And with that, we see two scenes later, 
I think it's like two scenes later. It's mm-hmm. not much later. Within ten minutes of the movie, we see Jack staring out the window. Within ten minutes of the movie, like within ten minutes, like of that scene. Of that scene. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like ten, at least ten minutes later. Yeah. He's just staring out the window. And it's like and the mad, the madness has already hit. It's oh yeah, it's already full blown hit. Like he's he's you know catatonic. Yeah. And then I can't remember if it if that if this happened before or after that, but him. Why don't you leave me the fuck alone then and get the fuck out? Like that whole contrast there. Uh, if we could have had that, would have meant yeah. so much more. Later. It makes you yeah later. If it makes you wonder, is that just him? Is he? But I mean, I guess it. Yeah, it is good that we got to see him staring, and it's like okay, he's mad now. Yeah, it just for me, it really it felt so out of place, and it was just I hated that scene because. The scene before it is him... That may have even... No, I think the scene before that was him throwing the fucking ball against the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, goofing off and not riding. Now, see, that... So he's goofing off, not riding. We cut to them going outside and exploring the hedge maze or something. He looks at the hedge maze. We see him being crazy looking at the hedge maze. Mm-hmm. Then they're, like, coming back in, and he's, like, doing the Kubrick stare mm-hmm. at the window. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird... progress, Like... I don't mind that him flipping out on Wendy was after the the long stare. Yeah, I just think that that long stare should have came way later. Yeah, or there would have been there should. Have, it just it was like it was like Jack is somewhat normal. There's something wrong with him. Jack is fucking demented. Jack is kind of somewhat normal. Maybe his mood is a little heightened. Yeah, he's a little tense, but he's pretty much. Excuse me, he's pretty normal, and that's kind of how we carry it through the rest of the movie until. Uh, Two thirty-seven is opened up, and then it then it starts to peak. Well, okay, so so no matter what, I think he peaked, he he went crazy a little too early. Oh yeah, yeah. There was no hinting. It was just yeah. bam. He's staring. Or not peak, but crescendo. It goes. He, it starts going up. Like two thirty-seven, and after that room is open, yeah, he just he just plummets. Right. I yeah. think. Uh, I I think like you did this, and then you went down. I mean, well, that's a roller coaster. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a roller coaster. That's a pitfall. Well, it's a difference. Well, yeah, yeah. You said. Well, then he comes back up with the ball. Yeah. So I think like the ball up against the wall. Yeah. That that was a good build up. That yeah. was a good. Oh, maybe he's going crazy. I just took it as him goofing off and not doing like him. He was just throwing the ball like he was just he was not working. Yeah. Which is which is hilarious. In, in contrast to him typing out all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy because he fucked off quite a bit. Well, him throwing <laughs> that ball, to, I guess, okay, okay, to put it in perspective, yeah. from somebody from this era, yeah. looking back, throwing a ball against a wall yeah. is like, no, not a lot of people would do that. Yeah. Not when you've got technology the way it is. Yeah. Back then, I guess it probably would have been a little more acceptable as yeah, something to do to pass time. time. Yeah. But for me, the way it was the way he was throwing the ball, yeah. the motions, the that energy he was putting into yeah. it, it was kind of this sarcastic like son of a whore. Throwing the you know, ball. I got a different vibe. It felt more like a child to me yeah. when he he like threw he he like jumped or something and threw it like this weird yeah it seemed like he was playing very aggressive like like a child like he was excited to be throwing that ball is the vibe that I got like he was so excited to be in, in this empty house with nobody and supposed to be doing work but instead he was fucking off with this ball I like the way he conveyed it for for me yeah. it's so the way funny I, the That's way I funny. received it was that little jump 
yeah. was like a sarcastic jump. Oh, that's like, hilarious. look at me. I'm in this place all by myself, though, in this ball. This sucks. Like, his whole character, that's, to me, screamed yeah. that it was sarcastic, and he's doing it kind of to let yeah. off some steam, which is fine. Yeah. But it just his whole character screamed yeah. sarcasm. That's so funny, because for me, he seemed so excited to be, like... I don't know. I just took it as excitement. Like, he was yeah. just happy to be there, and he was just killing time. This is mm. the best thing he could be doing right now is throwing that ball. And Well, I think if Wendy would have walked in there in that time, oh God, it, it would have been just as bad. Yeah. It, it didn't matter if he was focused and working or if yep. he was playing. I'm trying to let off steam. Can I yeah. not let off a little steam? Yeah. But I think that it should have, I think after the stare, that it was good timing for him to release on Wendy yeah. and let her have it. Yeah. And that scene is so iconic because yeah. it's relatable. If you've ever been talked down to yeah. or you've ever lost your temper with somebody, yeah. that scene screams at you. Yeah. It screams emotion. So and I appreciated that. One final that wrap-up really cool. on Jack. So, uh, King was of the opinion that due to casting of Nicholson, who was well known for playing unstable characters, Jack in the film is very much on the edge when the story begins, and the character does not possess the inner goodness so vital to Jack of the novel. King wanted to cast someone who could play the character as more genial in the early stages, and apparently he was very keen on John Voight. Um, He was also hugely disappointed that the themes of the evils of alcoholism and the disintegration of the family unit were relatively unimportant in the film due to his own battle with alcoholism, and because of this personal investment in that aspect of the film, he was largely disheartened by it. Mm. Um, And we can... That can tie right into this next quote from uh, Kubrick in an interview with Michael, oh my God, Cement? C-I-M-E-N-T. I don't know film critics. Kubrick states, the novel, The Shining, is by no means a serious literary work, but the plot is for the most part extremely well worked out, and for a film, that's often all that really matters. Wow. So, obviously, we see why those weren't included in the film, because Kubrick didn't give a shit about them. He thought they were, eh. Wow. So, however that being said, yeah. something that somebody pointed out online, or a review that I read, yeah. uh, the whole movie symbolizes a cyclical... Oh, yeah. Uh, Abuse. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Relationship? Um I mean, it's 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 all it's like, symbolizing like a, family, a cycle, family curse. Yeah, yeah. Like a family, if if you want to call it a curse. Yeah. A family curse that alcoholism is passed down. Yeah. And uh, or abuse, whatever kind. It could be yeah. anything from substance abuse to adultery to divorce. Divorce yeah. can be considered a family curse that just it keeps happening. Yeah. Keeps happening. Keeps happening. And this film was supposed to be a representation of that. Yeah. Was that uh, Mr. Grady? He had. Uh, issues with alcohol. Yeah. That's shown in the film by J- Torrance, who's supposed yeah. to be Grady Incarnate, going to Louie at the bar. Yeah. So it's that's supposed to be what that is. It's, yeah. it's symbolism of this cyclical curse that just keeps going through yeah. time. And it was not broken yeah. in this film. It was not a happy movie. No, it wasn't. I, mean, I, I like that. I, oh, I, do too. I do I do kind of enjoy that it didn't have a happy ending. Right. Well, the the good people, the well, quote, yeah, yeah, good people yeah. got away. 
the quote but bad still, guy got. You know, it's it's sad what happened to Jack. However you cut it, like that's well. And in the book, know, it's always under- tragic. From what I understand, Jack was trying to tell Danny to get away in his last moments of his life. Yep, and he's I guess he sacrificed himself, and the boiler room blew up or something. He's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> Um, but one final thought, just to throw it out there. Apparently, uh, Danny's shining much more powerful in the books. Mm, according okay. to, yeah, a source. Imagine so, that. The yeah. shining meaning something. Yeah. Oh, what, do, what do you thought? Anyways, that. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything else? I mean, I guess overall... Like, despite what our comments are, yeah. look at how much it, look how much time we've spent oh, talking yeah. and breaking this down this movie. This is to be 30 minutes. I will say this, and you and I both agreed. Yeah. Within the opening scene yeah. of the movie, I think we both felt it. We watched that movie very differently than we would have had we not been doing oh. this series. Absolutely. Setting out to review it. And Absolutely. I got to say, I probably enjoyed it a lot more. I looked at it, because, dissected yeah, it a we, lot we really more. Did. And that was, I enjoyed that ride so much. Yep. And what a crazy movie to do that with. Our first movie. What a, what a great movie to break into this podcast with. Right. And what a great, like, sensation that was to be doing this with The Shining. Yep. We might look at another movie and 20 minutes in go, I wish I could disconnect myself from dissecting this. I just want to suspend disbelief yeah. and enjoy it I for what wanna, it is. I just want to like it. Right. All right. Those well, my, my final thought is go watch the movie. If you haven't watched it yet, it is well worth the ride, despite everything that we've said here, any kind of criticism that we've had. It is a hell of a movie to watch. It's fun. And especially if you if you disconnect yourself from everything that we've just pointed out, like if you just don't really think about it that much, you just go in with the expectation of being entertained. Yeah. It is an entertaining movie. It really is. I, I think we, again, we went into it dissecting it and looking at every piece. If we had just watched this watching it, I don't know if we'd have come to that conclusion going, man, what a what a shit ending that he did, the whole reincarnation. We probably went, huh, reincarnation. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's the answer. That's cool. Reincarnation. Which I saw that, I saw that picture, or that, yeah, that picture. I yeah. thought it was a death loop. I thought he was just stuck in a death loop that he was already dead. Right. And this, he just kept reliving this. Jack Torrance just kept reliving this torture. I thought that was the, the yeah. answer to the movie. I thought that's what it was. It was just his death loop or his hell, whatever. Right. That's fascinating. Yep. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, so four plus three and a half gumballs out of five, that gives this a seven and a half out of ten. So I think that's not bad to go check this movie out. Now, what would you rate it? Uh, do, do you agree with us? Did yeah. you disagree with us? Are we full of crap? Should we have just probably enjoyed the movie for what it was? <laughs> Did we take a masterpiece and just, I don't know. Shit all over it. Probably. Yeah. But we did give it its due. Yeah. No. There was just a lot more uh, poo-pooing to be done. Yeah. And I mean, we can't cover all of it in this podcast. <laughs> no, we broke down so much. We and did. I mean, almost darn near every scene. Yeah. We, at some point we broke down. And yep. yeah, there's a lot we didn't touch on that we we talked about. But let's have that discussion in the comments or on Twitter. Yep. Where can they find us? They can find us at Official CS Pod as of right now. That is due to change at some point. We may branch this off into its own podcast. Who knows? But right now it's just a subsect of the CS podcast. Hmm. Um. So yeah, if you're here hanging out. We've got podcasts Fridays and Mondays. <laughs> yeah, like, subscribe. Yeah. Um, so, biggest question. Yeah, what are we watching next? No. Uh, uh, second biggest question. Second biggest question. 
because uh, I guess that would be the biggest yeah. question. Um, what I, these yellow balls yeah. are going to go in there if we would watch this movie again. Yeah. So just purely. Now you had a little caveat, but purely for me, it's purely would I would I sit down and want to watch this again for entertainment purposes? Would I did I enjoy it enough that I go I want to watch that again? For me, not really. I think I got everything out of it that I needed to get. I'm having more fun. I'm not going to say more fun, but I'm having a lot of fun picking it apart, like Same. looking up stuff and going, oh, okay, this meant that, that meant that. But like as for watching it again, I think I've had my ride. I know what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to have me as suspense filled. Hmm. You know, I, I just, I just don't. Yeah. He's kind of showed his hand through the movie and I, I know it now. You know? Yeah. I know what's going to happen. I know who's going to pop out where, like. So for me, in while I was watching the movie, I told myself, you know, I don't get that sensation to want to watch a movie over yeah. uh, that often. I mean, yeah. very few. Like recently, I watched The Dark Knight. Oh, nice. And probably, like actually watched it all the way through, probably for like the fifth or sixth time. Yeah. And for me, that's a big deal because I just don't rewatch movies. That yeah. time that I'm going back and watching, I could be on a new adventure. Mm-hmm. With this, I found myself saying, you know, maybe I'd play it in the background. Yeah. I wouldn't sit down and like completely watch it again. Yeah. Or I would sit down and watch it with somebody else who had never seen it before. Yeah. Now that I could do. Right. But for me, I think this question should be, would I sit down and watch it again just for my inter- my own yeah, entertainment? Just to, just to watch it again and experience it again. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Same. I wouldn't. So, our yellow balls are staying put. Yep. So, no yellow balls in there, but... Those are those are bonus balls. Those are bonus points. Yeah, um, we could potentially have a movie that is twelve out of ten. That's true. Yeah, Ooh. that's kind of our rating system right now. So yeah. four gumballs, three and a half gumballs makes that seven and a half gumballs out of ten. Go watch the movie. And what are we going to watch next? I think the next movie on the list, if we go by the list, and I'm cool with this, is Blade Runner. Oh, okay. And I'm cool with that because we'll circle back to the trivia. Ah. Uh, if you waited this long and haven't done your homework, shame on you. Uh, but if you have done your homework, you know what I'm talking about. Apparently, those shots that you were talking about being reused in another film, mm-hmm. Blade Runner. I know Blade Runner used those. I don't know if that was exactly the film from the commentary that you heard, but I read it that, yeah, Blade so Runner used So, if it. you don't remember from the beginning the of this video, or you skip to the end, or just skip to the discussion, yeah. um, there was aerial footage used in The Shining yep. uh, that was you well... Excuse me. There was aerial footage caught on the shooting of yep. The Shining. Um, can't remember the location's name, but oh, it was reused. Uh, yeah. The director of Blade Runner yep. um, called up Kubrick and said, "Hey, you have any uh, leftover footage of The Shining?" And Kubrick said, "Yeah, I got about a week's worth." Yeah, like I'm sorry, what? <laughs> He said, yeah, so here you go. It was not reused from yep. The Shining to Blade Runner, but there was hey, unused. Yeah, Kubrick's, Kubrick's, he was like, just don't use any of the footage that was in the film. That's all I ask. Yeah. And there should be plenty there. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah, so fun fact for you, moving into the next movie we're going to watch. Yeah, keep I'm a lookout for that. I think it, if I read it correctly, I think it was they even used some shots of the Beetle, or the Volkswagen that he was driving. That's, was that's crazy. Yeah. Which is it is an odd choice. So if we're watching Blade Runner, we'll we'll know when we watch it. Go, hey, that's Jack Torrance driving around down there, not uh, Harrison Ford. Right. That's wild. All right. Well, with that being said, I think that's going to do it for us here at the old Who Hasn't Seen That. 
We have now. We have. We have now. And if you watched along with us for the first time, now you can say it too. Hey, look at you. Look at you being all, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the word? Uh, initiate initiative. 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 You took initiative. Well, that is the first on the list of all the movies that we should have seen by now. Just knocking them out one movie at a time. That's right. Yep. With that being said, oh, I've been the Scottish Shush Puppy, and I got some food to go eat. And until then, my ghastly gang, stay spooky. Who that? Who that? Who that?